Bibles to Isaiah 46, verses 9 through 11. Uh, I've titled this, well, both the morning and afternoon services, uh, messages, uh, God Has a Purpose. Now, I am not making a claim that I know every purpose that God has, uh, but what I am making a claim to is that God does declare that he has a purpose. And I'm going to focus on one of those purposes um, in both the morning and afternoon message. Isaiah 46, the start in verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executeth my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass, I have purposed it. I will also do it. Let's open in a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity this morning to open your word, to, to speak what you have been given to me over the past time I've been studying for this. I pray, Lord, that my message will be clear. I pray, Lord, that my speech will be clear. And, Lord, I pray that you would open hearts to hear what you have to say from your word. I thank you again for the opportunity. Ask, Lord, that you bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible provides us everything we need for life. It provides us with a history of the world and its people. We know about creation because God told us. We know about the flood because God told us. So we have everything that we need right in the word of God. I think we probably all agree that we need to be in his word every day so that God can teach us about himself, so that God can show us what he has for us, can lead us in the direction he wants to go. What I want to focus on today is the last part of Isaiah 46, 11. God says, I have spoken it, I will bring it to pass, I have purposed it, I will also do it. God has a purpose in mind for everything he does, and everything he does is with a purpose. But as I said, I'm only going to concentrate on one purpose that I think shows itself throughout the entire word of God. So I want you to turn, and I'm going to give your Bibles a workout today, uh, and your fingers and your mind as you think about where these are. Let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 3.
Second Peter chapter three and verse nine. Not rendering evil for evil, and I am in the wrong place. I am in First Peter. That doesn't work. Okay, that won't work with my message at all. <laughs> uh, Second Peter, much better. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, that, but that all should come to repentance. God's purpose for each person in this world, from the beginning to today till the end of time for the earth because eternity continues on his purpose is stated clearly I believe right here and that is he is not willing that any should perish he wants everyone to know him to trust him and come to salvation now we know for certain that that does not happen because of the will of man and it doesn't say in here that everyone will be saved. And I know people, you know, you listen to people and they talk about, well, everybody's a good person. Everybody's going to heaven. We're just going up a different road. Um, well, God's will that everybody would go to heaven. That's what he would like. But he has also given us, given mankind a will. And that will often rejects God's reaching out to us. But that's what I'm going to look out today, look at today. The, the songs, the hymns that we sang this morning uh, turned out to be very appropriate. And, um, we had no communication. Those, those hymns were, but as I was singing with you this morning, I'm thinking, oh yeah, that, that fits right in. That's, this is really good. <laughs> so they really fit into this whole uh, message that I'm going to try and present this morning. So as we go through this, um, what I will be concentrating on is how God reaches out to try to fulfill the purpose that none should perish, which is what God wants, which is what God has said he wants, that none should perish. So as we do that, as I said already, we'll be looking at a lot of verses. We'll either give you a Bible or a workout or your phone as you use technology. Um, I'm old-fashioned. I like my Bible. I have my phone, but I like my Bible. Um, and we're going to look at two kinds of passages today. The first is a group of passages that I'm going to call the, quote, may know, end quote. The may know passages. And you'll see why it'll become very evident as we go through this. The second group will be events that have happened throughout history. Um, and, you know, the, the, the force of this reaching out that people may know might be more subtle. But I think if we look through this, as we look through this, we'll see that these events, even though they don't say may know, also are reaching out to fulfill God's purpose that 
none should perish. Now, when I started researching this, I looked up, um, I do use technology, although for reading I prefer a book. Um, I searched for may know. I think there were three pages worth. I am not going to have you go through all of those. Uh, I have selected a few uh, very specifically because in the passages I'm gonna, we're going to look at, I've started with large groups, and I've come right down to an individual. And by that, I'm, sh- I'm showing that God not only reaches out in a general way, but he also reaches out to each one of us individually. How he does that to each one is different. It's different for me. It's different from you. But he does reach out to us individually. So starting with the large group, let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And uh, I want verse 46, but I'm going to start reading in verse 44. So it's 1 Samuel 17, 44. And you'll recognize this. This is the story of, correct that. This is the event. I don't like the word story because it implies it may not be true. I, I try to avoid that, although I will stumble. Um, this is the event where David faced Goliath. Goliath has challenged the army of Israel, but no one was willing to take up the challenge until David. So, in verse 44, the Philistine said to David, Come to me, I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, with a spear, with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts and the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the world, all the earth, may know, one of my may know passages, that there is a God in Israel. Now now think of this. Goliath was up to nine feet tall. I don't know how, da- how tall David was, but he wasn't close to nine feet. I've stood next to men mostly that are 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 and I'm doing this. And I can't imagine looking up to somebody that's nine feet tall and and, and going out to, to face him in battle. And this man was strong. His, his sword was like a weaver's beam. And this is huge. And David's a, a teenager, basically, a boy. And he's going out and facing Goliath. But David states very clearly, he is not coming out to face Goliath. The Lord is facing Goliath. Yes, David is doing the work. He is doing the fight. 
He is slinging the stone. But God is guiding that stone to give David the victory. And why? The answer is, may know. Now, we think of this as a great victory, and it is. It is. But I know I'm guilty of this. I have, I'll say, ignored on not taking note that there was a purpose in this battle. And it was that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And not only a God, but the God. The Lord, the Lord of Lords, the God of Gods. David was showing clearly, the Lord was showing through David clearly, that he was the Lord. And why? Because he wants the whole earth to know him. He is not willing that any should perish. Turn to 1 Kings uh, chapter 8 and verse 60. Again, you're going to know or be familiar with um, the events that I'm going through. There's there's nothing obscure about these. Uh, This one is Solomon is blessing Israel after the ark has been brought up from the city of David to Zion. And the glory, of the, the, the glory of God filled the house of the Lord. Solomon gave a sermon. He gave a prayer. And now he's giving a blessing. So let's, uh, I want verse 60, but let's start in verse 56. Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest to his people. Again, we're giving, Solomon is giving glory to the Lord. He is clearly stating the Lord is the one that make, is making this happen. That hath given rest to, unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. Again, that's a purpose. There hath not failed one word of his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. The Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers, Let him not leave us, nor forsake us, that he may incline our hearts unto him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And let let these my words, wherewith I have made supplication before the Lord, be nigh unto the Lord our God day and night, that he maintain the cause of his servant, the cause of his people Israel, at all times, as the matter shall require. And here we go again. That all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God, and there is none else. We're going to hear this three more times before I'm done with my may nots. The Lord is reaching out to people. Not just those that are saved or those that will be saved. He is reaching out to every person that ever lived from Adam on out because he does not want anyone to perish and he wants people to know him. So we've taken care of the earth, the people of the earth. I want to bring it down a little bit 
to a, 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 a smaller group, but again, to people. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 19, verse, uh, verse 17. 2 Kings nineteen seventeen through 19. And again, the one I want is um, uh, verse 19. But again, this is uh, the king of Assyria uh, through Sennacherib is threatening Jerusalem, which at the time is led by Hezekiah. Assyria has defeated essentially all the kings around him. And now he's after Israel. And he intends to capture Jerusalem. Second Kings nineteen seventeen through 19. Of a truth, Lord, and this is Hezekiah is speaking, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods, not the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they have destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, I beseech thee, save us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms, and I, I'm, I think this really refers to the kings, the leaders of these kingdoms, but that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Isaiah comes later and says that the Lord has heard your prayer, and Jerusalem, God again gets the victory. And again, it's with a purpose. The purpose is to show that the Lord is in control. He is the power behind the world. He is the Lord God of the world. And he's showing that to the leaders of these kingdoms and showing that through them to the, to the people of the kingdoms. He reaches out continually. and It's, it's not a, an uncommon thing. Uh, thing for him to do it it is his purpose I'm going to bring it down a little bit more to a smaller group let's turn to Exodus chapter 14 and uh, verse 2 to 4 again you you know the events Israel is the Passover, the death of the firstborn, has um, just occurred. Israel has gathered the um, the jewels and the richness of um, of Egypt, and they're they're leaving. They're leaving Egypt, and this their second night, and they've camped just before the Red Sea. And in chapter, in chapter 14, verse 2 to 4, it says, The Lord spake unto Moses, that's verse 1, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Fiharoth, between Migdal and the sea, over against Baal, Zephon, before it ye shall camp by the sea. So God is telling them, Stop. Well, that seems like a strange thing. I mean, I'm trying to escape this 
huge army that's after me that wants to kill me or if if I'm fortunate enough not to die they want me to go back into slavery again and the Lord says just stop and encamp rest but again God has a purpose for Pharaoh will say to the children of Israel say of the children of Israel they are entangled in the land they can't move any further they're all they don't know what to do they're entangled they can't move the wilderness has shut them in God's answer to that and I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts. Why? That the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. You think of the land of, of uh, Egypt. They, they worshipped the, the moon god, the sun god, uh, and, and all of these other gods. And, you know, they competed with God during the, the, the flies and the, 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 the frogs and all those uh, events that came to pass. The gods were competing with, with the Lord God. And in the end, God will show them. Yes, many Egyptians died pursuing Israel. They were killed when the, the Red Sea closed on them. But he was showing Egypt clearly that he was the Lord God and again reaching out now we'll turn to God's people the people of Israel Leviticus 23 Verse, uh, what I want is verse 43. I'm going to verse, read verse 41 to 44. Uh, Leviticus 23, verse 41. We're talking about the feasts in Israel, one specifically in this case. And God says, and you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord, I, uh, Moses said, you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in, in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. Now, we know from Isaiah chapter 1 verse 11 that God really took no pleasure in the act of engaging in these feasts or even in the act of sacrifice. That's not why those were implemented by God. They were implemented, as it says in the end of verse 43, that they may know that I am the Lord God your Israel. It was, a, it was something that they were to do, but there was a purpose in the to do, and that purpose was 
that they may know that he is the Lord God. Again, drawing people, drawing the earth, the people of the earth, the kings of the earth, the countries of the earth, exemplified with Egypt, his own people, and finally, from the Mainos, Exodus 31, verse 13. We're down to an individual. Just as God reaches out to us as individuals, because you know, um, in the men's class this morning, Ken mentioned the Mormons, and their doctrine allows them to save their ancestors. If you, I don't know the whole process, but the Mormons have one of the greatest ancestry uh, documentation anywhere in the world. And it's because they want you to be able to go in and say, well, how about my ancestors, in my case from Ireland, because that's where my ancestors came from, most of them. And what about them? They never heard this. Well, if you do this, 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 and this, and we can find their names and we, we can get them saved. That's not the way God works at all, but that's the way they work. And, but God reaches out to each one of us individually. God reached out to me. God reached out to everyone here that's, that knows him and, and doesn't know him. He is reaching out. Exodus 31, verse 13, and I'll start in verse 11. And the anointing oil and sweet incense from the holy place, according to all that I have commanded thee, shall I do. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verify my Sabbath, ye shall keep, for it is a sign, and there they are, between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath forever, for it is holy unto you. Every one that defiles it shall surely be put to death. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. So therefore, he's reaching out to the individuals, to Moses. And God reaches out to, to us in other ways. And I am fast once again. I do this every time I speak here. I am fast running out of time. Um, I think I'm going to save the examples for this of um, other events, individual events beyond the may know. Uh, rather than start into those, I've I've almost gotten to the end. Um, I'm going to wait for that uh, till this afternoon. But let me just say this once again. God clearly cares about each one of us as a person. Not just a part of a larger group, but as as he said in 2 Peter 3, verse 9, he is not willing that any should perish. That's repeated in other places, but this so clearly says that it, it God wants each person to know him and to be saved. 
He cares about you. He cares about me. And he doesn't want you to perish. And this afternoon, I, I've, so I'll, have, I'll probably have to cut some things out just to get my final point in this afternoon. But what I want to look at is some examples of other events. And just to show you where I'm going, I'll, let's turn quickly to Romans 1.20. First thing I'm going to look at this afternoon is creation. And this is why. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. Think about that verse in relation to creation. And that's what we'll look at first thing this afternoon. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, We thank you so much that you have made it clear that you do not want any to perish. You are not willing that any should perish. But you have given us a a free will to make that choice for our own. Lord, help it to be a challenge to us. The way we conduct ourselves, the way we behave, that we may also take the message that people may know that you are the Lord God of this earth, this world, this universe, this entire creation. Be with us. Help us, Lord, to honor you in all that we do. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.